You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to recognize and thank Denim Marketing as our show sponsor. At Denim Marketing, we work to make your marketing a comfortable fit. Give us a call if you're looking for a new marketing partner. Well, March is Women in History Month, and we are fortunate to be joined in the studio today by a woman who has made history in real estate for the past 40 years. I'd like to welcome my friend Peggy Slappy, president and broker of Peggy Slappy Properties, as this month's legend in real estate guest. Welcome to the show, Peggy. Well, thank you so much, Carol. I'm quite honored to be here. I mean, a legend. (laughs) <laughs> That's not something I ever thought I would be called. Well, I <laughs> just old. It's quite an honor, and you're not old. You have, um, you know, you've broken ground for a lot of people, and I think a lot of, you know, a lot of women out there and a lot of men as well would love to hear your story. So let's just jump into it. You know, how did you get into real estate? Talk a little bit about your early career. The short answer is out of necessity. We had moved to Atlanta in about 1972. For my husband to start his building career here, because it was a place where you could get creative. His background's architectural design. So, of course, contemporary was his theme and uh, other areas were not as open as Atlanta was. So we moved here. Things were going phenomenal. Customers, homebuyers loved his product. And at this time, we had about 11 homes under contract to build, very customized. And then an unthinkable thing happened, wild and crazy. Interest rates were a happy 8%, and all of a sudden, 11%. Ooh. Ooh. That was my (laughs) first real reality face that this building business is not for the faint of heart. Right. (laughs) Within two short weeks, all 11 contracts fell through. Oh, my gosh. Builders began losing their homes around us. I was in school completing my degree in interior design. And my husband, my friend, my partner, the best encourager ever said, I need you to get your real estate license. Banks will reduce the interest rate because the other homes in foreclosure could be sold less than ours could. They would reduce interest on the loans, but they could not reduce commissions. So he said, Mm. you need to get your real estate license right now. I'm like, I wanted nothing to do with real estate. I'm a third generation realtor (laughs) and I wanted nothing to do. I had seen the good, I had seen the great, and I had seen the ugly. So interior design was was my field. I'd rather do a model home than sell a model home. It was out of necessity that I went, got my real estate license, and immediately learned the business on a different level than I had grown up with. Failure wasn't an option for me. I just had to do it, whatever it took. And that's kind of been my motto forever. It's whatever it takes. And it meant Sundays, and it meant holidays, and it meant a lot of time. But we did. I was successful, and we did come out of that little recession bump of the 74 to 76 time frame, but it was stressful to get through it. 
I'm sure. You know, it's kind of funny. You know, they say history repeats itself. It's definitely, you know, there's definitely been, I'm sure, some deja vu moments throughout your career. Well, when you first got your realtor's license, did you work for a a, a broker or did you, you know, how, how did that work? Who were you working for at the time? Oh, I was with the best brokers in the whole entire world. Buddy Weston was my local broker. Johnny Isaacson, of course, was my senior broker. Need I say more? I learned from the best in the business. Also, he was great at, of course, you know, they had a great reputation with the new homes. So both of them were great supporters of that. Oh, that's phenomenal. Well, Talk a little bit about how you segue. So I guess you really never quite made it back into interior design, it sounds like, because you started Peggy Slappy Properties. So how did that all happen? Well, I I always anticipated I would go back, but <laughs> it didn't happen. I like to say I didn't choose my career. My career chose me. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And throughout the process is, of course, Tommy was successful in what he was doing, and I wanted to be a support to him. And uh, he had uh, designed and come up with a very large project, which was a condominium project. That resulted in that I would need a model home, a sales center, and it would need to be staffed. So it just became evident that the wisest thing for me to do was to uh, start my own company. Now, it's not something I wanted to do. I did not want to be responsible for all the decisions, all the legal (laughs) ramifications. Like I loved having Buddy Weston and Johnny Isaacson to fall back on. And they were still there for me and mentored me along the way. Wow. You know, I'm assuming that there were more roadblocks in the 80s for women than there are today, but I know there's still roadblocks today. Talk a little bit about kind of some of those bumps that you, you know, felt along the way. Interesting. I never thought of it at the time. You know, I had my head down. I had to be successful. Failure was not an option for me. And I was so focused on setting my goals, meeting my goals, And learning. I mean, I had to throw myself into learning. And if you talk about in the 80s, it was kind of some scary learning, you know, going downtown Atlanta to these massive seminars and volunteering to go on stage and and role play. It was quite a a different time. And I had to take a lot of what I learned. Although Zig Ziglar was a great man during that period that gave lots of encouragement. So Whenever I could hear him speak or be near him, and I had the fortune of doing that many times, that was a great uh, boost to my career. During that early 80s, you were a baby, but (laughs) the telephone companies and the power companies were making a great push to Mm -hmm. hire in advance women. So I had a lot of friends that were doing extraordinarily well in the corporate world. So even though you wonder about the roadblocks, I saw a lot of positive going on during that time. And I was very fortunate that there was a lot of very smart women ahead of me. You may have heard the name Harry Norman Realtors if you're in the Atlanta area. Well, in the early, late 50s, early 60s, it was Mrs. Harry Norman Realty. I didn't know that. I know. It's an interesting That's fact. Phenomenal. Isn't that phenomenal? Yeah. So it was all Mrs. Harry Norman's company. And then it was later, her son came in and they actually, 
by the late 70s, it was Harry Norman. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I guess, isn't you know. Isn't that interesting? A lot that happened during this those eras. Well, you know, I feel like real estate's always been pretty welcoming to women. Um, there's so many realtors out there that are women. And it's been, a, a you know, a way for women to kind of have a flexible schedule, you know, raise a family and, you know, show some homes when the kids are, you know, often Mother's Morning out or whatever it is, right? But, you know, I, I guess, you know, speak a little bit to that. And then let's talk about how real estate was different in the 80s. <laughs> well, first of all, uh Many companies during that time, particularly one, Harry Norman, Northside Realty. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hate to date myself with that, but those were phenomenal companies. And they had a focus on hiring women predominantly for residential sales. I think the thought was women make the decision mm -hmm. and uh, it, that's the person to put in charge. I didn't really personally feel a pushback. Be maybe it was because my head was down. I was just focused. In fact, years later, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> to be honest, when my granddaughters began college most recently, and they talk about uh, advancing women, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you have a path to follow your grandmother. <laughs> Absolutely. You can do whatever you want. I was fortunate, though, that <clears throat> my family always encouraged me and said, you can do whatever you want to do. I wasn't the brightest child in the family, but they said, you can be whatever you want to be. If it's president, I'm like, well, that's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a lot of encouragement from youth in that. Yeah. Well, your business has always been pretty heavily new home sales, you know, focused. Um, what do you love about new home sales? Well, there's nothing like seeing dirt moved and new homes going vertical. There's just, there's nothing like it. There's nothing. And I love new construction. I love new design. I love new trends. I like to see what, I'm always looking for what's in the future and seeing what people anticipate in their homes and encouraging the builders to build what people are wanting. One of the most recent that for years I was pushing my builders for was outdoor space. And voila, that is the most important thing. I mean, the kitchen's important, but the, the outdoor space is the new living room. Absolutely. It's kind of interesting how those trends progress. But I just love seeing and uh, watching for the future for what's on the horizon and seeing people create a home in a community and seeing families or uh, people just so they can live their life in the best way possible in the best community for them. It's very exciting. Yeah, I completely agree. I think you get new homes in your blood and, you know, so many of us end up in the industry, you know, I, I guess kind of by chance and then just fall in love with it and stay. Yes. Talk a little bit, you know, you and I both, you know, made it through the Great Recession, but, you know, talk about how that impacted your business and how you overcame it. <laughs> in a word, devastating. The Great Recession was devastating. When it first began, we had a company meeting and we were like, we are positioned to make this through a couple of years. 
But this was wider and deeper than any of us ever thought it would be. And it did not last two years. It lasted much longer, like 10 years for the most part. Actually, if it began in 06, we really saw it affect us in 07. In June of, July of 07, to be exact, was when we fell off 50%. Mm-hmm. And it was years and years for us to regain that momentum. I mean, sometime into the 2019s to reach that level again. Yeah, kind of gut-wrenching, I think, for most of us. And to see so many builders that we respected so much, you know, go out of business completely. Oh, it was it was devastating. When we first started seeing the foreclosures and my builders were losing homes and my all of our, our peers were losing homes to foreclosure, that was bad. Mm-hmm. But then when you would see the trades and the paralegals on the courthouse steps losing their homes, that was gut-wrenching. It was people that supported our industry were losing their homes through no fault of their own. And there's just no easy way to say it was a it was the great recession for sure. And there was it was so hard. I had to check my joy meter all the time because it was easy to get depressed. In fact, mm-hmm. one of the things during that time, I had to be a purveyor of hope and joy. And uh, that's why I had to check that joy meter. Like I wouldn't talk to anybody if they were not kind of up because anything could take you way down. But I also took on the habit of just wearing bright clothes through that. And I made a declaration. I am not wearing muted tones or neutral colors until this recession's over. I've got to keep carry my sunshine around with me, of which I did. And I kind of got a reputation of wearing yellow, bright green, <laughs> all the bright colors. I think that's so funny because I think of you and I think of you as a bright and cheery person. And it's it's so true. <laughs> you always have carried your sunshine around with you. Well, I have to I had to work on that a whole lot. I love that. That's great. Well, talk about um your involvement in the Greater Atlanta Home Builders Association. How did that impact your career? There are no words to describe how impactful the Greater Atlanta Home Builders has been for me. It was education. It was support. It was encouragement, the networking, the peer involvement. You know, you can learn academically certain things, but it's where I learned how to implement and really got support in moving forward. And and there's no words to describe the amount of support you get from the Home Builder Association, or certainly that I did with the greatest of speakers, the greatest of trainers, and and then just the people in the business. They're the best of the best. Yeah, absolutely. Crafting the perfect marketing strategy is like constructing the perfect pair of jeans. You need all the right components and expertise. Unlike trying on a dressing room full of jeans, denim marketing makes the process painless and easy. Denim marketing is the market leader in creating quality original content for home builders, developers, remodelers, and others in the industry. Call 770 383 
888-888-3360 or email carol at denimmarketing.com to find out how Denim Marketing can be a comfortable fit for your social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, blogs, and other marketing needs. Do you have any advice for women interested in getting into real estate, you know, into the real estate business today? Oh, yes, I do. I thought you might. Be wise, be cautious, and be brave. I think that's what it's say. Seek counsel from others. Uh, get involved. Get involved with your realtor association, your home builder association. And there's so many people that will sit down and share with you their journeys and how to do it better and encourage you along the way. That's I would say surround yourself with great people. Yeah, absolutely. Get involved and learn from the best. Yeah. Watch those that are successful and, and attach yourself to them. I completely agree with that. It's interesting, you know, the market has certainly had its ups and downs. You know, we've had all this eye buying and, you know, oh, you can buy a home online. And a lot of people have hypothesized that, you know, realtors aren't going to have that much of a role moving forward which is, of course, not at all what we we see in today's market. But, you know, why is buyer and seller representation important in this ever-changing market? And, you know, why do people continue to work with realtors? It's an interesting question. And yes, I've seen it. I've heard it, you know. But, you know, no one can be an expert in everything. And it takes a lot of time, a lot of dedication to learning, to understanding the idiosyncrasies and the process of getting through the home buying and home selling process. And there's so many pitfalls along the way. You need a trusted advisor that understands, that has spent a lot of time and energy knowing what can happen, what can go wrong, and to help you prevent those pitfalls. Uh, You know, I certainly don't know how my heating and air works, but I depend on the experts when it comes to being 100 degrees outside and my air conditions not work. There's no way any one person can know everything about all topics. And that's true politically, too. We'll get into that. (laughs) We'll get into that in a minute. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you just need someone that can help you through. There's like 17 hurdles to go through from uh, the purchase of a home to getting to the closing, 17 to 117. Yeah, you know, right. A lot of things. And both in this uh, selling process and how to be cautious and understand and have the confidence to know that your home is going to close. And yeah. the move is going to happen. It's such a stressful time for everybody. You need a support person along the way. And I think that's exactly why people do still use realtors is they can't possibly know everything about it. They're closing on a home maybe once or twice in their lifetime, as opposed to their trusted advisor and you know realtor who does it time after time after time after time and can really guide them in the process and reassure them and help them make sure that they're doing the right things and taking the right steps. Well, let's talk a little bit about your achievements and, you know, everything, you know, kind of reflecting back over your 40-year career. What are you most proud of? Nothing that I've achieved so much. But first and foremost, I have to say I'm proud of the reputation of the company. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is no credit to me. It's to every person that's involved. 
Of course, my husband left the building business to join us in the real estate company, which he has been a major asset. He's been the catalyst for growth for us and everybody that works with us. My sister is involved and a beautiful staff of people that make it good. And my reputation is no better than every encounter that every person has with each person involved in the company. And to hear people say, you have such a good reputation. You know, everybody respects you. They respect the company. And I'm so grateful for that. Absolutely. Well, and that's good branding. So, you know, all those touch points, anyone they interact with, you know, it gives them an impression of the brand. And um, you do have a very powerful brand and a very trusted brand in the Atlanta market. So kudos for that. I know you're proud of that. And I know a lot of your kids are also involved in Peggy Slappy Properties. Um, You talk a little bit about that and kind of, you know, you know, how they're shaping the future of the business. Well, they keep me moving forward and don't let me live in the past. (laughs) It's the younger generation that comes in. Technology, well, when I started in the 80s, there was no technology. I hate to tell you, but we didn't even have a cell phone until Mm -hmm. the (laughs) mid-80s. Internet, not so much. And our contracts were two pages long. So uh, Two pages would be nice. They're, what, 17 now or something? Yes, they're about 17. That's that's an average. So, uh, yes, and nobody can read all that when you're in the intense emotional moment of buying a house or selling your house. And understand all the pitfalls you could step into unknowingly. Right. But but the younger generation is keeping us current. Yeah, good. That's important. Changing our logo, doing whatever. You know, you've got to be current. Right. That's awesome. Well, we talked politics. We alluded to politics earlier. You have gotten involved in politics. Talk a little bit about your political involvement and how that happened. Well, I'll go back to my very first brokers, Johnny Isaacson, need I say more, (laughs) Buddy Weston. When I first got into real estate, one of the first things they said, and I quote, if real estate is your livelihood, politics had better be your business. Because Now, when I got involved, I realized I had lived through five recessions, each of which was a direct result of a decision made in Washington, D.C. that had unintended consequences Mm -hmm. to homeownership and private property rights. And that was very impactful. And then I understood that our congressman And our senators are just people, and they can't know everything about all topics. And it's our responsibility to make sure that they know how certain decisions and certain legislation will, in fact, impact home ownership and private property rights. And I began so passionate about that because that's what sets America apart. It is the greatest a wealth builder, homeownership is the greatest wealth builder and the greatest way to generational wealth. Mm-hmm. It's a fact that those whose parents, children whose parents owned a home, often will own a home, most likely will own a home and understand the value and create generational wealth that way. Yeah. Well, that's phenomenal. Thank you for getting involved. I know that it's a, uh, um, 
you know, it's politics, so it can be frustrating, but it's important. And uh, I know it takes up a lot of your time, but... Um, yes. And I did serve locally because local politics is important. That's where your clean water comes from. That's where your police force is is established. That's where decisions that affect you every day come from. And I did serve on the town council of my town for 12 years. And that was very time consuming, but very rewarding. And I would like to encourage all those in the industry, you need to be involved. Because if we're not if you're not involved and if you're not at the table, you may be on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's just so interesting. Well, talk a little bit about what you're doing now. You know, what does your day to day look like? What are you doing currently? Well, I'm still helping people buy and sell homes, but more than that, helping them reach their real estate goals, whatever that might be, whether it's investment, commercial, residential rental properties all of those things, but helping people develop their potential in this business. That's really one of my greater goals. My goal is to enrich lives one story at a time, however that might be. Yeah, I love that. That's a great And politics. Yeah. (laughs) And then I work a lot with the politics. I spend a lot of my energy, both at the local, state, and national level, and watching all of the... uh, Bills that might come on the House floor at the Georgia Capitol that may affect home building and the real estate industry. Yeah, that's always interesting to watch. Private property rights. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, how can our listeners get more information on you and Peggy Slappy Properties? Well, easy by the telephone, 770-932-3440 or www.psponline.com, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Peggy Slappy Properties, Twitter at pstponline.com, or call me on my cell, 404-697-3723. I'd be happy to help. Lots of ways to reach you. Well, before we close, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to add? Ah. You asked me about the differences in the business when we touched lightly on the 80s. Yeah. You know, our contracts were two pages long. How did you sign a contract? There was no e-sign. We actually did face-to-face. And I miss that a great deal. And I think it's still a relational business, no matter what. You have to have a relationship and trust those that you're working with. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Everything is all about relationships. And, you know, I guess we started off in our pre-show banter talking about how long it's been since we've seen each other. You know, I think we all, you know, sit in our offices and work behind Zoom screens and, you know, on the phone and behind computer screens and don't get out as much as we did, you know, pre-COVID, pre-pandemic. So, you know, hopefully that'll all start coming back around. I know I've started going to more things just because I miss seeing people. And isn't it amazing that when you get out, you are exhilarated that we're together again? Yeah, absolutely. I found that to be so amazing. It's just exhilarating to be together again. Yeah. We don't realize how much we miss it until it's taken away from us for a while. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think you and I could talk about politics and home building and real estate and how it's all related all day long, but I know we're running low on time. So uh, with that, I'm going to say this is a wrap of this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. Um, I want to thank Peggy with Peggy Slappy Properties for joining me and sharing her career and her history and being one of our legends of real estate. So thank you, Peggy. On behalf of our show sponsor, Denim Marketing, I'm your host, Carol Morgan. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. If you enjoy Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio, please go to iTunes and give us a positive rating and review. There are lots of ways to follow Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. Um, you can go to atlantarealestateforum.com and sign up for our newsletter. So you'll get all of the Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio um, feeds in your email. And you're welcome to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you know, all the socials at Atlanta RE Forum. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, shoot me an email, carol at denimmarketing.com and let me know what you'd like to talk about. Thank you for listening and I look forward to seeing everyone right here again next week. Today's episode was made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite real estate blog and source for real estate news, trends, new home communities, model homes, builders, and more. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your podcast or iTunes app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio Show.